We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. L O L Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. How's everybody doing? It is Friday, it is 5 p.m., it is time to relax. We're at the weekend, can you believe it? Yes, um, so yeah, let's take a look at what's going on at uh, in and around Low Bias Gaming, and first of all, I will say that unfortunately Jason has decided to exclude himself from the Low Bias Gaming crew, so... Uh, kind of a, kind of sad news, but you gotta take it as he has provided, so... I don't know what's going to happen in the future of Low Bias Gaming, but once I figure it out, I'll let you know. But for now, um, that definitely doesn't include him, uh, exclude him from Low Bias Gaming and Friends, so I'm gonna be talking about what he's been doing. Um, so yeah, uh, first of all, Jason, well, let's start with Jason, actually. Uh, he's actually been doing a couple of live music streams as well as some, uh, Minecraft. Uh, that's most of the new stuff he's doing, still re-uploading his old stuff as well. Uh, Scarlet has been bringing us some Ratchet and Clank, Doom RPG, and Darkest Dungeon. Uh, Jade Pharaoh. Uh, by the way, Scar Scarlet, uh, low, uh, low Bias Scarlet is his YouTube. Uh, Jade Farrow with uh, Rockman Classical, Aviary Attorney, Mega Maker, uh, his very best Super Metroid Rando Seed, and uh, Mega Man Extreme, which is what he's doing right now. The Real Zero with a 3 in the 0 instead of an E. Uh, has been doing some Mega Man 4 randomizer as his amateur hour, as well as uh, seven saga races. Um, let's play Infested, which is a MacVenture style game, and of course his 30 minute game series is still ongoing um, with mostly uh, Genesis games. J-Pop for Life uh, lately has hit the world record for about 14 hours. Uh, for Pinbot 100%. So congratulations to him. You can check out his uh, channel at jpop4lf on YouTube. Uh, also playing Honey Pop. Um, what else? Uh, Seven Saga along with his brother Zero. Uh, Where in Time is Carmen San Diego. And a random play of Ken Griffey Baseball. Uh, Ragnats on his Twitch channel. R-A-G-N-A-T-Z. Uh, has been doing, of course, Super Metroid Link to the Past Combo Rando, as well as started to play Hollow Knight. So that is uh, that is an interesting thing right there. And of course, uh, Mazkitskiven, M-A-Z-U-K-I-T-S-K-I-V-E-N, and I uh, will usually do some um, Link to the Past uh, multi-world on uh, Saturdays. We did last week, we didn't the week before, this timing didn't really line up that well, but um, yeah, that's something else to check out if you want to. Anyway, uh, that is what is going on in and around Low Bias Gaming. Let's get to some music, shall we? 
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Dave Cohen, and it is the in-game theme of today's game from the archives. Old space to bring platforms together and bridge impossible spaces in this original platformer from Nitro. That's about all there is to be said about Faultline, which is a platformer game for Flash, developed by Nitro and published by Congregate, and released in 2010. Uh, it's a very weird little platformer where all the the really the description says it all. There are some points on the level that you can bring together in order to fold space and. Um, 
basically walk to different platforms that you might not be able to reach otherwise. It's a neat little thing, and I would totally suggest uh, trying it out, except that it's a Flash game. Um, I don't know that it's been ported to HTML5. It might be available somewhere. I know it's not available on uh, Flashpoint because Nitrome doesn't want their games on Flashpoint for whatever reason. But anyway, if you do want to at least see how it's played, Scarlet brought us a video when I suggested to do Congregate games in June of 2018. Uh, it's a single video, so it's not a long watch if you want to check that out.
that was Sonanitsu Moariyune, or There Are Days Like That, by Scythe. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is, as you probably all know, time for the news of the weird. Uh, so yeah, as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned from objectionable content. This segment is usually about you know 13 minutes long or so, and take that as you will. Our lead story for today, metaphorically speaking, Camille Coelho, uh, 54, of Brookline, Massachusetts, an ICU nurse at South Shore Hospital, set out at low tide for a stroll with her son's dog Lucy along Constitution Beach on April 8th to relax and look for sea glass, but found herself stuck in mud that reached past her knees instead. It's a great metaphor for the year, she told the Boston Herald. I can't believe it. This past year has been awful. Passersby rushed to help, but soon called firefighters, who arrived to pull her out. Yeah, that's uh, that. That seems pretty apt. Um, you know, going off to uh, do something nice and pleasant, and that sh- that that should have absolutely no sort of you know bumps in the road. And then the ultimate bump in the road hits, and we're still stuck in that. Hopefully soon we can get out of this, but we'll see what happens. <clears throat> this is not the place for political discourse. Let's just move on to our next story of... Wait, what? An anonymous New York resident seeking to marry their adult child uh, filed suit in federal court on Man- uh, in Manhattan on April 1st, asking that laws barring incestuous marriage be overturned, Fox News reported. In court papers, the petitioner claims such a marriage is a matter of individual autonomy and asks to remain unnamed because a large segment of society views the request as morally, socially, and biologically repugnant. The petitioner is a parent of an adult child, but uh, court documents do not reveal the couple's genders, ages, hometown, or relationship. The filing does detail that the, quote, proposed spouses are unable to procreate together. Manhattan family and matrimonial law er, uh, attorney Eric Rubel said it's never gonna fly. Yeah, that's that sure is that sure is an undertaking and uh, Mr. Rubel is probably right. Repeat offender Heather Poplaski, 32 of Plainfield, Connecticut was arrested four times in 24 hours over the course of April 10th and 11th, according to police. The first arrest came when police were called to her home, when, uh, where they say she, uh, she threatened to cut herself with a large kitchen knife and blame it on her boyfriend, WFSB-TV reported. Police charged her with reckless endangerment and disorderly conduct and took her to a hospital for evaluation where Putnam police issued her a summons following an incident with a member of the staff. On April 11th, Poplaski violated the terms of her release, 
from the hospital by returning to her home where Plainfield police say they uh, again arrested her, adding more charges. While she was in custody uh, awaiting arraignment the next day, police, sa uh, police say she flooded her cell by putting a roll of toilet paper and trash in the toilet and a charge of criminal mischief was added. Her bond topped out at $30,000 for the various offenses. Uh, that's uh, that, that's someone who got a little angry and stayed that way for uh, for an extended period of time. Certainly not to her benefit. Um, yeah, that's quite the thing. Is pretty much all I can say about these stories so far. This is quite the thing. Anyway, feast or famine. Um, that's an option apparently. Uh, Fox Business reported on April 13th that toilet paper sales have declined to levels below pre-pandemic levels despite the fact that people are flushing them down the toilet to flood their cell. I added that last part. <clears throat> Indicating that last year's hoarding is affecting this year's sales. Um, Marjorie Greenberg, uh, Fist 62 of New Rochelle, New York, said that because she has 54 rolls still stored throughout her home, I'm not planning on buying for a while. Nelson IQ clocked the decline in sales at 33% in March. So pretty much the exact opposite of what was happening this time last year is happening now. They overbought last year and so they don't need any more right now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that people got the idea that why are you hoarding toilet paper? You really don't need to. There's not going to be a shortage unless you cause it. Uh, and second story of Feast or Famine, the BBC reported on April 15th that England is experiencing a shortage of garden gnomes. Factors contributing to this critical supply deficit include a shortage of raw materials, the recent blockage of the Suez Canal by container ship, and the increased popularity of gardening, uh, gardening during the COVID-19 shutdowns. We haven't seen a gnome in six months, said Ian Byrne, assistant manager of Highfield Garden World in Whitminster. Uh, raw materials are becoming a bit of an issue, and unfortunately gnomes are a victim. Gnomes of any type, plastic, stone, or concrete, are in short supply. Apparently the, this is the time where we need to find, where we need to start finding Gnomes made of flesh. No, please don't. That's that's no. That's slavery. Don't enslave gnomes. Um, find them, befriend them, and then maybe they'll help you with your garden. Who knows? Our next story under the subtitle of Awesome. Gary and Beth Mackins uh, moved into a historic home in Alton, Illinois in December and uncovered more history to go with it when they found a 19th century brick tunnel underneath the house. Gary Mackins uh, discovered the entrance to the tunnel as he was doing some sidewalk repair. The barrel-shaped tunnel, around 9 feet high and 60 feet long, is believed by local historians to have been built around 1840, 50 years before the house was constructed. Whatever they built this for, it took a lot of men a lot of hours. You know, one guy didn't do this, Mackins told KTVI-TV. 
He believed the tunnel could have been used to store ice for carriages, or it could have been part of the Underground Railroad. There is a ferry here in the Alton uh, area to the Missouri side, and it's possible it could have been used for that, he said. That, that, that is quite the find. Um, there's only so much that you can make out by just finding the tunnel, but maybe that maybe it'll come to you more discoveries along the way, and uh, we'll find out exactly what it was for. Who knows? Uh, our next story. Oh, this is a bit of a long one. Vintage weird. Uh, Brian Robson of Cardiff, Wales, was 19 years old in 1964 when he he accepted a job on the Victorian Railways in Australia. He almost immediately regretted his decision and started scheming about how to get back home, but he didn't have enough money for the return trip. That's when he had an idea. With the help of two Irish friends, Robson squeezed himself into a 30 by 26 by 38 inch wooden crate and shipped himself home in the cargo area of Vicantis' flight. The first 10 minutes was fine, he told CNN, but your knees start to cramp up when uh, when they're stuck up to your chest. When the crate arri- arrived in Sydney, it landed in the tarmac, uh, on the tarmac upside down. So now I'm sitting on my head. Uh, <coughs> now I'm sitting on my neck and my head, he explained, and I was there for 22 hours upside down until arriving next in Los Angeles where two airport workers discovered him. He spent six days recovering in a hospital as word of his story got out, and Pan Am Airlines sent Robson home to London in a first-class seat. Robson lost touch with the friends who helped him, but now hopes to uh, find them and reconnect. He's never been back to Australia. Yeah, that's quite the adventure story. Um, For one thing, you probably don't want to be in the cargo area of, uh, of a flight, because the big thing is, there is no guarantee that um, it's going to be climate controlled. So he could just have, uh, he could just as well have frozen there. Um, hopefully, he had enough food too, because I mean, yeah, 20, 22 hours was sitting there upside down. Um, I don't think he thought that through. Um, that's just me, though. Anyway. Compelling explanations. A Blount County, Tennessee sheriff's deputy was res- was dispatched to a Dollar General store in Maryville on April 5th after a clerk was presented with a $1 million bill, the smoking gun reported. Amanda McCormick, 39, told uh, officers she received the bill, quote, in the mail from a church and that she planned to use the funds to purchase the cart full of items she had, including several gift cards for care packages for homeless individuals, according to a police report. McCormick and her companion, Linda Linda Johnson, 61, were not arrested, but were banned from returning to the Dollar General store, and officers confiscated the bill. I mean, if her story was true, that she was uh, making care packages for the homeless, that seems like a pretty nice thing, but in at what point did you think that one million dollar bill was going to fly? No, that's no. Anyway, uh, may, maybe maybe it was a prize from Peter Popoff or something. I don't know. 
Uh, and our last story for today. That's a short news of the weird. Anyway, slave to fashion. Among the items unveiled in Louis Vuitton's fall-winter 2021 men's collection in January was a leather, uh, leather keep-all bag. Shaped like a miniature airplane and covered with the ubiqui ubiquitous LV logo, which went viral uh, April 2nd, when a Twitter user pointed out that an actual airplane could be purchased on eBay for less than the Keepall's $39,000 price tag. Oddity Central reported the bag, designed by Vuitton menswear artistic direct director Virgil Abloh, features wings, a tail, and four engines. The used single-engine Cessna was listed at $32,300 on eBay. Fashion, holy, oh, wow. Um, I, where do people get the idea? Like, it considering that it's shaped like an airplane and costs more than an actual airplane. Personally, I would expect that this thing could fly. Like, even if I can't fly in it. I would want this bag to be able to fly. For what purpose? I don't know. For I mean, if you're paying $39,000 for a thing, you're going to expect it to do more than just one thing, unless it's a very large thing. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on the matter. There's, there's better things to do with $39,000. Anyway. That's it for the news of the weird. Let's get to some music, shall we? You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM
from their album Pico, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And... Uh, it is time for a rapid review rampage, and for anyone who has uh, who is not familiar with this feature, I am basically setting myself a list of various things and um, giving myself one minute to talk about each of those things, and we're going to do that about 10 or 12 times. Um, depends on how much time we have, anyway. So the specific category for uh, today's Rapid Review Rampage is, um, well, I've I've been on a bit of a game show kick recently, and uh, one YouTube channel in particular that's that stood out is the channel of none other than Wink Martindale, who was the host of Tic Tac Doe uh, back in the 80s and um, late 70s, early 80s. And he has been posting pretty much every game show pilot that he can find, especially unsold ones. Uh, so a lot of the stuff on his channel has not been seen on the air previously. So what I'm going to do is I have a list here of several different uh, shows that show up on his channel. 
Oz, and I'm going to talk about them for a minute at a time. And of course, there is the dreaded cow. And if I land on cow, then I have to talk about the other thing, because I get, I get these two at a time, and I get to pick one. Anyway, so uh, yeah, let's first selection, and let's get started. So first of all, I'll talk about Lingo. So Lingo is a game, uh, th this one is, is definitely not an unsold pilot. It's been around for a while. It's a game where you have to spell five letter words and based on the letters in that word you get a hint as to what the word actually is. If you get the word then you get to draw some lingo balls, so effectively bingo. And the goal is to make, you know, a line, horizontal, vertical, diagonal. And whoever has the most amount of money at the end of regular play moves on to a bonus round, which varies depending on which version of Lingo you're playing. So this one is not exactly an exciting game by any means. It can be a little bit, but um, it's it's a good way to build your word skills. And um, I, think, I think it's a pretty good uh, pretty good time. The one on Wink's page is uh, Chuck Wolverine's version, which, eh, it's all right. I did not unmute. Okay. Um, okay. Let's keep on with the uh, with the bingo topic and go to Slingo. Um, so Slingo, as you might know, it is a game where it's effectively mixes slots and bingo. You pull, you get numbers, you fill your Slingo card. In this version, you have to. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing where you pull and you get a num. You, you pick five numbers, and they're. I don't know. It's it's a weird kind of game show that I feel didn't really work the way that they kind of set it out. And there, I think there's a reason why this pilot didn't sell. It's just kind of confusing and. The, the gameplay is really shoehorned in. Um, the Whole 19 Yards is a uh, game show, a game show kind of stunt show as well, uh, hosted by Chris Hardwick, where um, the, the, the question is posed as eight clues. And all you gotta do is hit your buzzer and answer it. Except that the buzzer is 19 yards away, across an obstacle course. Um, kind of an interesting idea for a show. Um, I think I think it's it has kind of it doesn't have a whole lot of legs to it. It it's interesting for it it made for an interesting special, you know, every so often. But I don't think it would stand as its own show particularly. Um, just because it's a very, it's not very fleshed out, is the best that I can say in one minute. Um, Pitfall. Pitfall is a game show that was hosted by Alex Trebek. Um, that one was hosted for two seasons, I believe it was, and, um, I kind of forget how the first round is played. Bas I think basically it's you know a head-to-head -head kind of multiple choice competition but the the bonus game in that one is kind of interesting in that there are three pitfalls um 
you are shown where the pitfalls are in a very indirect way, and you get two pit passes. Um, in order to get out of the pit, if you fall into one, you have to answer an additional question, and you also lose time. Um, kind of a, an interesting concept for a show, and I think Alex might have been drunk, honestly, <laughs> during some of the production. Um, look it up, it's actually a thing. Um, let's go with word games, because both of my options are word games. Boggle, let's go with that. Uh, so Boggle is kind of an interesting thing. You get, uh, the regular play is you get the first letter, the last letter, and the number of letters in a word, and you have to figure out what the word is. If you do, you go on to a uh, bonus uh, bonus grid if you can find a five-letter word in the bonus grid that keeps building five letters at a time. You go on to a bonus round, and uh, whew, I forget how the bonus round is played. Um, this is what happens when you consume a lot of game shows in a very short time. But it was kind of an interesting concept. I don't remember if it got sold or not, but it, if it did, it didn't run for very long. Um, neat, neat idea, at the very least. Uh, Every Second Counts is a million dollar game show that was hosted by Mar Markel Wahlberg. Um, it's, uh, I forget what the first, oh my goodness, I'm bad at this, can you tell? Um, I forget what the first round of play is, but uh, the main meat of the show is that you end up in a, an isolated booth where one of your uh, friends or family members that you brought with you in on the show uh, will draw a random amount of time from 30 to 50 seconds. And uh, you have to answer as many questions in that time as possible without going over that time and you hit a button to stop your time and that's how much money you get. And you have a couple of tries that you can do this with, so... Interesting concept, but it didn't sell. Kind of sad, honestly. Uh, Give and Take is honestly kind of a complicated game show. Uh, you have this arrow that spins around and um, can land on one of four players or uh, a give and take space. The idea is that everyone starts with one prize and you have to give or take prizes in, strategically in such a way that you will never have more than $5,000 uh, of value worth of prizes. The thing is, you don't know what your prize value is, you just know whether or not it's over $5,000. If it's over $5,000, then you are locked out unless someone takes a prize from you that puts you back into the game. I can see why this why this one didn't sell. It's kind of a complicated uh, thing, but honestly, I love complicated rules, so I kind of enjoyed this one. Um, card sharks. This one definitely sold. Um, so card sharks is a game that. Um, where you have two players head-to-head -head that uh, try to guess how many people uh, said one thing or the other in a survey. Kind of like Family Feud, but it's a binary answer. Um, so one person guesses a number, the other person guesses higher or lower, and then you get a shot of the cards. 
and the cards, uh, so you have a row of five cards, you uh, have to call higher or lower than your current card, and if you can get onto the, if you can get through your entire row twice, you go on to the bonus round, which can be played for hundreds, uh, for hundreds, for tens of thousands of dollars. Just ask Norma Brown, she won 28,800, that was the most you could win at that point. Um, let's go with Star Wars. Star Wars was a weird show. It didn't sell, and there's a good reason why. Uh, it was hosted by Nipsey Russell, um, who definitely wasn't the reason why it didn't sell. He's a really good host, but it was a really weird show. Basically had five words, and uh, your opponent, who was in a soundproof booth, had to pick two of those words, make an association that they thought that could match with their partner, and this this was a game show where you played as you know a civilian and celebrity team, um, and so sometimes you just don't know what to play, you know. Um, you have a really weird selection of words, and you don't know how to associate them, and it just gets really complicated and. That one, yeah, they, they weren't into that one at all. Uh, second Guess, that's another one that was hosted by Alex Trebek. Um, so you have two, uh, two teams of two, um, and you're, uh, you're asked the question with three possible answers. Uh, one person will give an answer, and the other person has the option to second guess their partner. Um, and if they are successful in coming up with the correct answer, uh, they basically pull kind of a slot machine thing to get steps toward uh, given prizes. There are six prizes of increasing amounts uh, on the uh, prize board, and uh, it's just a matter of trying to get as, as high of a total value as possible to get the bonus round. Um, which I don't remember where the bonus round was right offhand, so let's just go on to the next one. Oh no, it's Cow! Uh, so I guess I'm talking about Initial Reaction, which is going to be my last one, I think. Uh, Initial Reaction is kind of a, a spin-off of Match Game. You have five celebrities and uh, you have five topics. You select a topic and they all have to come up with, a, uh, with words that match with that topic that start with the first letter of one of the celebrity panelists' names. Um, and so the, the goal is that you will pick someone who has, one, given a correct answer, and two, not given a duplicate answer to anyone else. And um, you know, if you can find someone who hasn't given a duplicate, you get money. Uh, you get the most money you get onto the bonus round that plays a lot the same, except you know, double you double your money as long as you find someone who hasn't uh, mashed up. Anyway, um, yeah, that's 11 game shows from that list. Um, I don't know. There, there's just something about game shows, man. It's just the the excitement, the different ideas that people have for for these shows. Sometimes they, sometimes they're really good ideas that just didn't grab onto the right market. Sometimes they're not as good ideas 
that you're surprised that they even got a pilot to begin with. Um, yeah. So, if you want to check out some some uh, pilots that may or may not have sold yourself, um, like I said, Wink Martindale uh, on YouTube has a lot of them. And if you just want to watch game shows, a lot of them are just on YouTube all over the place. Um, there, there are definitely some shows that you won't find because, you know, copyright issues, but you, you take what you can get sometimes, and sometimes you'll find, you'll find yourself a gem that uh, you didn't even know existed, and now you just want more of it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, Radiate.Y from Halifax, so let's get to some music, shall we? Let's <laughs> go. 
that was Gary Lightning by Human Noise. And that just about does it for today's show. I want to thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And um, hope that you will continue to enjoy the um, quality of some sort content that I put out. Um, And if you do enjoy it, or even if you don't enjoy it, please let me know. And there are some contact details in the credits that I'll be getting to in about five seconds from now. So without further ado, let's get right to it, shall we? Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Manavana Miki, Noriki Kimikor, Twilight of Defect, Zandax, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm and press start to continue at 830 Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net, L-O-W-B-I-A-S-Gaming.net, or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also leave feedback on ckdu.ca, click on Shows, find Square Wave Symphony, and click on Leave Feedback. There is also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, or just search for a Square Wave Symphony. Square Wave is one word. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or most of the podcatchers out there. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know. See you guys next time.